Hey guys, it's Larry and Shimian. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back with another episode of Black Queer. And da, 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 da. No, Black Queer. And da, da, da. So we're back with another episode of Black Queer and da, da, da. We went to Brooklyn last week, last weekend. Yes. Oh gosh, me and was in love. love I've been going to Brooklyn, the Bronx, my whole life. So I'm not that much in love. Um, so I great. love New York, the and I love time. seeing my family. But she just fell in love. But we went to New York to for my uncle's wedding. Um, my uncle mm-hmm. David, Which was who was beautiful. It was very beautiful. It was my dad's younger brother, and my dad is almost seventy. So my uncle David's like in his sixties or like sixty. Uh, so we're not talking about like you know a bunch of young people at the wedding. Is you know family members that are range from young folk to a lot more you know a lot of older folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like although Shamian and I have been together for a few years now, a lot of them have never met her. So she was basically like thrown into um, the ring. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> she was basically thrown into it because, you know, some of them she's met. But for the most part, we live in California. So um, when I go to New York the last few times, she has not gone. So this was like, this was it. She had to yeah. meet from one side. Some people from my mom's side was there because our families are pretty tight. But it was mostly my dad's side. So imagine like just cousins and aunties and uncles mm-hmm. and, and, and more then, cousins. And more cousins. And then a bunch mm-hmm. of folk I don't know because my um uncle's new wife, like I know her, but I never met anybody from her family. So mm-hmm. it's a lot yeah. to take in. And it's really about what it's like to be queer in heteronormative spaces. Yeah. Because we tend, when we show up to family events, we tend to be the only one or maybe one of two or that something like that. That we know of. That though. we know of. Yes, that's important. Or too. that's like outward. Right. Yeah. Queer. And it's not just the people that show up, but it's also the way that things are run. Like even the wedding that was beautiful, it was clear that uh, that the preacher was just accustomed to um, marrying people of the quote-unquote opposite gender um, and some of the rituals he did was to have people who were partnered stand up, but it was very, just got a sense that it didn't necessarily include us. So it's like what it's like to like be that lesbian couple. Them lesbians. The, you know, because I feel like there's always, in every family, there's always like, oh, isn't that so-and-so? Is that her friend? Right. You know. No, um, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't my friend. Is that friend? his friend? <laughs> You know, he's always just been special. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's like kind of a common thing. So we are the special people. Like we <laughs> Well, so we it's from our perspective. It was us and my cousin Julie that's that right. we know of. I mean, like, I'm sure I actually yeah. have other queer family members, but for like we're not like extremely close or we're gen- different generations, so we didn't grow up together mm-hmm. or they just don't come around. Mm-hmm. Um, but Julie and I are just a year apart. We grew up together our whole lives and we're really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually her dad's wedding. Yeah. So it's always... And she shared a bit about her experiences there too with us. Yes. We sat at the table, the same table. Yeah. And okay. we'll have that on another show. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but just to hear her perspective and and to know that we weren't alone, you know, in yeah. that feeling. Um, yeah, because it's for me being in places, places. No, not being uh-huh. in places, but being in I don't know, uh, being in places that are predominantly heteronormative. And does to me that does not mean that it's just straight folks. It has to do with. Um, how inclusive it is. I mean, it's just a vibe, right? Right. Um, Being in those spaces, sometimes it does feel isolating, uh, feel like you're being looked at, feel like, you know, I have to think about things that um, a lot of people don't have to think about. So it's it's different. Of course, it's it's something that I've grown used to. I don't know about you, uh, Ray, but... Oh, yeah. Okay. But I've, I've become kind of used to it. Um, but it still can be a little bit awkward. I've become used to it, but uh, I've changed my ways a lot. Before, I would filter my speech a lot to make other people feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. And I feel so like talk about I don't yourself. do that in my blackness. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, I I don't try and, like, filter my speech to make white folk feel comfortable about my blackness. I am going to be who I am. At all times. And so I had to realize that in my queerness, like, why act like, you know, if somebody said, what'd you do last weekend? And we went to Pride. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, because um, I don't want to offend people. We just hung yeah. out. Yeah. Um, because people don't do that for us. And I don't go out of my way to offend people either. But why should my life and who I am offend you yeah. if I'm just being me? Honestly, yeah. like that's how I honestly feel. I think for some people in certain settings, they do filter maybe for other reasons like safety too. It's like we're black everywhere. We don't just, we don't put on a paper sack and just have our eyes showing. It's like I'm actually, you know, South Asian or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be here, folks. Cause don't laugh. Yeah, there's stuff going on behind the scenes, but it's funny. So, um, but it's when you have a choice whether or not you can choose to disclose, some people still, they don't. I think that the, you know, for empowerment reasons, being all of who you are, I understand saying, yeah, this is what I did last week. But for some folks, they have to think a little bit more about, does that person know what job that I'm doing? Are they connected to, you know, any of my folks? Like, People are sometimes are thinking about what they can lose right. um, if they do uh, disclose. I, I agree with you, and I that it has that is a lot um, like our our assimilation episode we did. Hmm. I think I meant like in terms of family. I understand. I have just yeah. felt like ain't no need. Yeah, yeah. You either love me or you don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. I get and it. You may not even agree or like, but. That does that have to do with being respectful? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, that's it has to do with respect to me. Um, what I thought was very endearing was um, my uncle and his wife. They have never met you, but they've heard so much about you. And, mm-hmm. like, they went out of their way to be like, oh, my gosh, you're here. Yeah, that was And, like, nice. from standing up front and then, <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> running over in right. their little wedding clothes to come and give you a hug and embrace yeah. you. I loved that yeah. because that showed other people, mm-hmm. like, 
not only were you my guest, mm-hmm. but you were invited. That's right. It wasn't like I was invited and like, no, I'm a, I'm a force her on y'all. It was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to force anything. This is who I love. This is who I'm with. And she was invited. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, that that certainly made a statement, especially because our table was halfway on the dance floor. So yes, so we I were already like making a statement. All I needed was a spotlight to shine right over our heads when she came over and gave me a hug. And then, well, he came over first. Yes. And then she came over, and so just needed the like the spotlight to yeah just, yeah. But it was very, it was very, very nice. It was very warm and very genuine, and that makes a world of difference. It um, does to folks who can be seen as part of a marginalized population in any setting. And I think it's something that people don't really think about, you know? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes you have to be in that person's shoes. Like, for example, a lot of people wouldn't think that I was scoping out the restrooms. Remember how we had that conversation? So that there was two single stalls Mm -hmm. or two bathrooms. I don't know if they were single stall downstairs. Uh, Men and women. Um, and then I was scoping out the place and found out that there was two upstairs, right? I, I doubt that many other people even think twice. They just see the sign on the restroom and they just go. And they just go. But right. I was thinking about how close it was to everybody, right? Who I'd have to pass before I went into the restroom, um, who would see me going on only because sometimes there's harassment. If, you know, people yeah. think I'm going in the wrong restroom or... You know, people just are uncomfortable or whatever. So uh, I'm just saying that to say, like, those kinds of gestures, like how they were really warm at welcoming me and hugging me, it just made me feel more comfortable given this, the how I already felt about being a little bit on the outside. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and restrooms have nothing to do with this. What you said has something to do with it, but mm-hmm. it made me think of we flew out of San Francisco, and San Francisco now has a Harvey yes. Milk terminal, which is beautiful. They have For pictures. all. Yeah. They have pictures of him everywhere. It's great. But they have, um, on the left, it's women's restroom. On the right, it's men's restroom. And in the middle, they have... For all. It has A-L-L. It, it just says all, yes. right? And so, literally, we were the only people. People would That's walk right. in and then, and then they walk, walk out, out and now, go to... Just to give you an idea, the bathroom is beautiful. Oh, Extremely gorgeous. spacious. I've never seen an all-gender bathroom look like this one. You walk in, and there are rows of single-stall restrooms. But when I tell you there is 100% privacy, the walls go... The the walls go right up to the ceiling. Right right up to the (laughs) ceiling. There we go. I got it out. The walls go right up to the ceiling. So when you close the door... And all the way to the floor. All the way to the floor. You have absolute... Privacy. The doors lock. Right. I've actually never seen a restroom quite like this. I and felt even the door. Right. You can't door, see like you can't see you can't under see the door. You can't feet. see over the door. Um, just beautiful rest uh, restroom. But Lorraine's right. We were the only people, and we actually when we left. Now I did a jig in there because it was a restroom where I felt that means a dance so comfortable. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe like. You don't think about these things things until you're in a space where you feel absolutely comfortable and you're like, oh my God, this is what I'm missing. Like I was literally dancing around the bathroom because I couldn't believe there was a space for me where I wouldn't get questioned. I wouldn't get stares, right? I could actually pee in peace. And But what's so different from other people who are used to the strict binaries that when we were standing outside 
of the restroom, uh, doing whatever. I don't know why we're standing right out there. And that, we're waiting for fo- our food. Oh, waiting for our food. We were observing people go buy it, go in it, and like Ray was saying, come right back out because they're <laughs> like, wait, what is this? You know but what I mean? I don't even know why they came out though. It was because the literally, when you walk in though, you can't even see what's inside the stalls. You can't. You so it's like security. It's absolute right. privacy. There's a changing room. It's mm-hmm. so much privacy. So you and it's, it's very it was clean. spotless. It was. But the fact that people it. would walk in and walk out, it was like, oh, so you're used to it. was like, oh, I don't see the stalls I, I'm used to seeing. So right. I, it just didn't make any sense why it people was, walked out. But what is funny to me is like kids are such kids because Jasmine, especially when we flew back, she didn't even look to the left or to the, it was just like she knew that that when we when we came in and or when we came the first time it was she, she knew was that like was oh that one is super so. clean i'm going in that <laughs> one that's all she cared about uh, was it was super clean yeah that's all she cared about yeah. and it was so much privacy she didn't yep. care about even that it was an all um, restroom it was right. just like that bathroom was so clean mom but i think she's also used to like when we go to church and it's like mm-hmm, anybody our- can use the right. restrooms and how so, the, however they're identified right so female identified women generally use the women's restroom and male identified folks um uh use the men's restroom and so because our congregation is so diverse though it means that folks that you may not usually see you know mm-hmm. using the restroom in public are there uh peeing in peace right next to you, you i've know heard what I mean? i've heard somebody that was visiting church one time though um, they were walking in front of me. It's two young girls, and I, they didn't see me behind them, but not that they cared. They were like, this place was great, except for I don't like the fact that they have a men's restroom and a women's restroom. Oh. And mm-hmm. I was, I had stopped them, and I said, I know that those signs are there, and I know for some people it's off-putting, right? right. But we really don't care. Not that yeah. we don't care that, that you care, but it was like we don't care yeah. who goes in. right. Honestly, as long as you treat people with respect, like yeah. you can see anybody in the restrooms. And it's and you're right. It is about how you identify, but mm-hmm. it's also another like it really doesn't matter because we're just so open and inclusive. And so I was trying to help them to understand that and but I did understand what they were saying as right. well There's, where those it doesn't signs have the sign gender it. neutral or all right. inclusive or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to really know the community to get it, to know that wherever, you know, whichever side you feel comfortable using, go for it. Go for it. Um, I've seen people just be like, it's, I was going to say it stinks in there, but like it stinks in there, so I'm going to go to this one. Or there's too many people in there, so I'm going to go over here to this one. It's just like wherever you want to go pee, honestly. But it's So, so comforting to know that you can go and either one, just like at the airport, and you won't get harassed or bothered, you know. So that that whole idea, when you think about the bathroom, you think about how I was dancing a jig uh, <laughs> in the bathroom because I felt super free and I felt and able to pee. Super right? free and able to pee. Super free and able to pee in yeah. peace. Can no, I add in peace rhyme. in there? Oh, no. super free, able to pee in peace. I think it goes... <laughs> Quite nicely. So anyway, I'm dancing a jig in there, but folks who are used to seeing things a little bit differently, they're going in and out and they're uncomfortable, right? Now, just switch the lens. Imagine that is me every day, right? Mm -hmm. When I'm going to the restroom, I'm them going in going, okay, I got to make this choice. Now, if we overlay that into the topic of the conversation, 
around being queer and heteronormative spaces, it is that discomfort that they felt going in and coming back out and being disoriented that is something that's always underlying when you're walking around in the heteronormative world. Yeah. Right? It never goes away. Always being looked, especially for me, always being looked at because I'm masculine of center. So folks, uh, I guess for some reason, they're, it's odd or something. But people like to look, you know, always have to think about restrooms and things like that, you know? I would say even mix that in with this is a family event. So yeah. not so only are people going to be looking, yeah. but then it's like <laughs> they're going to be looking because then it's like, oh, gosh, now we got to deal with this extra layer because you came here with so-and-so. Yeah. It's it's a whole other element. It but is. Those are and things the looks that, are different sometimes, yeah, because it's more intimate. People are coming right up to you, and you can see up close and personal right. that folks don't quite understand. You can see it right over the face or right on the face. I think it's interesting because I... I always think about like how you feel in those situations. I think uh, for me, you just learn how to uh, put up a wall. You deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're invited to a meeting, you walk in and you're the only person of color in a room full of white cis uh, white. men. Uh, then you more often than not have to deal with mansplaining and some other things. Ew, mansplaining. But sometimes the wall just comes up right away because you're like, oh, okay, now I see where I'm at. So you still look cool, right? confident, collected, and probably still are, but you have a wall. You're ready, right? You're ready to say, oh, actually, I know what I'm talking about because sometimes folks of color, we don't, we're not seen as knowing what we're talking about unless somebody else says it, says the exact same thing. So, um, so I think in that way, other people can relate. Some other people can relate. It's yeah. kind of like that, where it's just like, yeah, okay, now I know where I'm at, and I've learned how to deal with this. I know I have my tools yeah. to work. I have a bit of a defense up for me, not for everybody. Um, and I wasn't, that's for me how I, how I get through. I wasn't really things. paying attention to a lot of people. I mean, because I was just with my family and having yeah. fun, right. especially like with the family that was at the table. So I wasn't like... Mm-hmm. Paying attention to like a lot of other people, yeah. yeah. But how did you feel overall about the people that were not the people that were there, but like about how you were looked at or treated? Like, did you yeah. feel like people were staring at you, or um, I don't know. I mean, in general, I always think, man, you know, a good game and a cider would be good right <laughs> now, but um, because that's just kind of like my geeky nature, but. Yes, um, we know. Because I'm so used to being looked at, I don't really look at people a lot. But when I did happen to look around, I can say I didn't see anybody going, oh my, like leering at me, like with eyes of suspicion. For the most part, folks were really, really warm. There were just a few encounters, especially when people got up close mm-hmm. and there was a one-on-one introduction. I can look them right in their eye. I could tell for some folks it was like, oh, you know, I could tell some people were uncomfortable, I, even though they were not. They're trying not to show yeah. it. I'm. I can see it in their eyes and their body language. I'm used to that, even though sometimes it's still a little bit awkward because I don't. I'm still human. Right. <laughs> right. I'm still. I. Yeah. I'm laughing because I. I in my head I remember one interaction because of course everybody that came to the table had to introduce you to and yeah. Um. It was. Do you, are you laughing because you know what I'm talking no, about? No, but you're not going to say that. I'm not going to say who oh, okay. it was, but like they came to the table and I said, oh, so-and-so, this is my partner, Shamian. And it's like people are not sure if you're going to be like, like you're masculine presenting, 
but but you're not like the yeah, give me dap, you know, or like yeah. do the hard handshake and the uh, <laughs> and that happens. The I got a, yeah, you I got, got a hard, hard yeah yeah with the pat that, on the back. Hey, how yeah. you doing? How you, <laughs> I do remember. How you doing, bro? It was like that. And no, it was actually, like, I remember that because I felt that. I felt that slap on the back. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that <laughs> always makes that. me laugh because I feel like even if you were, like, even if you only identified as a man, only identified as a man. I still wouldn't want that. I still don't think that don't that would be, be your jam back. because that's just not you. No, it's slightly painful too. I mean, depending <laughs> on how hard the slap is. No, seriously. And I know it's a slap of love, the back slap of love, <laughs> but it can be, you know, a little heavy handed on the back slap. It Sometimes. is. I now, saw if they were it. a little bit more tender about it, I wouldn't mind. A greeting is a greeting, but I get the slap on the hand, which is fine. The but pull in. What... So here's the here's here's all of it, right? <laughs> it's the slap on the hand, the greeting. Like hey, right? You get the slap on the hand. All that's good. <laughs> the pull in sometimes too is a little bit rough because it's kind of like you know strong pull in. It is. It and is. then comes the slap on the, the back. slap on the back. Now that's the part that's like ooh. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's like oh. Like I'm choking on something, you know, and they're trying to get it up. I so. thought it was funny. I wasn't even offended by it. I thought it was funny because I I would I respected that more than like a oh hey, like a yeah. half high and yeah. like I don't really want to shake your hand. Right. I think that he just assumed that you know, yeah. she, she or they got on this suit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so yeah, I'm gonna tap them up and I, how you doing, bro? Yeah. How you doing? And it was, it was fine. I thought it was so funny though, because I don't I feel like no one else did that? No, but. that person was the only person to do that. <laughs> and other people weren't sure about handshake or hug, you know. And I think that's a general thing. But, yes, yeah, uh, that was the only. Uh, I always like your approach, though. You always go, "Do you give hugs?" Yeah, it's very sweet. It's like because I like yeah. consent, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly consent. I like consent. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty funny, though. Cause yeah, no one does that to me. But yeah, <laughs> nobody daps me up, and then no one gives you the, and gives you the slap on the back. You give me get, the slap on the back, no and how you doing, that. bruh? Like yeah. nobody ever you get that. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> that was so funny because I know you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, I do. But overall, it was fine. It was just the bathroom, mm-hmm. and it was um, just some of the one-on-one. Um, introductions where people I could tell they're a little bit uncomfortable and you know like I said the way the the ceremony was beautiful the way that um, the the space was like the, the rituals as I mentioned were very heteronormative right and so we even joked around about disrupting like standing up when they inviting the couples I've never uh, seen that in a wedding I mean it was sweet I guess but I've never seen that like yeah, it was it, nice. It reminded me of church, where it's like, turn to your neighbor and mm-hmm. say amen. It, it's it reminded me of that. It yeah. was very different. Yeah. So we decided not to be, well, because we're not married yet. So. <laughs> yet. But if we Why were married, because it was just for married couples, uh, we definitely would have stood up. I know right? Julie said she wanted, she was she like, wanted, oh, I hope they stand up. <laughs> anyway, she wanted us to stand up anyway. Um, so so anyway. could be like, <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my God. God. The church is gonna burn down. Ah! Why that. would they yell and stuff though? That's no, you know how pe- in like movies people are super oh, dramatic. In movies, like, yeah. oh and then God. we get chased. Lightning is gonna strike. No, we wouldn't get chased. We'd probably turn into one of us would turn into the devil. 
No, and then we someone turn into gets like stone up. or something. No, because if someone yells out, oh my God, church, oh, or whatever they're going to yell out because of our presence, then we turn into devils. They, they pick up their Bibles and read some scripture and then we turn into stone. No, that's, I think too, that's, the good. that's way too fictional. What? Way too fictional. We wouldn't turn into the devil. But, but you saying they turn around and go, oh, the church, they'd oh, pro- that's factual? Would. And they'd probably start like beating us with Bibles and then throw the Bibles at us. And then but lightning what? would strike. They would beat us and throw the Bible at That's yeah. a lot. Because that's everybody doing doesn't do both. Like some people throw the Bible, some people beat. Why are we acting like this is real? <laughs> and that's more factual. <laughs> okay. It is. It's and actual. And back to the regularly. Yeah, the one, one that come back, back to you just to get me on. Oh, I had that little run. Me deep. Got to love me. It's got deep. to love me, baby. Got to love me. Got to love me deep. Isn't it love me deep? Got to love me, baby. That's how it goes. Oh, anyway. So, mm-hmm. go ahead. So, that's a little bit about what it's like to be queer. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and to be visibly queer in space because you don't get. Yeah. It's because I came I came dressed in a suit and all of that. It's a little bit different when it's more visible. It's almost like that comment, remember from Twitter, when I said I refuse to even acknowledge the person's uh, comment about like him Babies? thinking no uh, oh. that I was a trans woman because I was I was arguing for trans women. Yeah. Not like saying like I know everything, but when you when you talk mess about not just my community, but like it's it's to me it's human rights. It's basic yeah. human rights, yeah. right? And and respect, but it's also my community. Right. And I feel like if I don't say something, I shouldn't have to be like, well, somebody else will speak up. No, fuck that. Like I'm gonna speak up. And the guy kept talking to me though, like, you're just saying this because you're a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, and I was like, I'm not going to even go back and forth with him because it shouldn't matter if I'm a cis, you know, queer lesbian. It shouldn't matter mm-hmm. if I'm a cis hetero. It doesn't matter right. what, or if I am a trans woman. Right. If You're just saying I human am, beings should be treated like human right. beings. Right. Like, just like, like you want to be treated, just treat somebody. Exactly. Yeah, but, but it's so totally funny. Discounting he was so disrespectful. Often. And it's when you came in and said, you know, okay, now I'm getting pissed off and I'm getting offended. I first called out his thing. I said, when a cis male is trying to tell a woman about womanhood, and that's when the conversation ends for me. And then, of course, because he had to have the last word, he came back with something else. Yeah, um, he came back but that was at it. me about being a, a woman because his whole thing was, oh, well, then you're not trans. You're not a trans woman because you keep calling yourself a woman, and he kept referring to trans women as oh, well. That's as okay. men. That's not how it ended. So you're talking about two separate things. You're talking about your con- conversation with him, right? That I'm, went I on think and my on. whole not point this last part. that was pissing me off though is it shouldn't matter, like what is underneath my clothes, right? That you're it still... should not matter if I'm going to speak up for those that I love. If I'm going to be an ally, it should not matter. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. That's that's uh, that's it. I was just he pissed me off. Oh, I was looking for the tweet. I may not want to give him a more airtime than he needs to have. He's already I didn't say his name, so 
I know, but I get the point. Fuck that dude. Point of it is like giving him more energy than we need to. Fuck so that, that nigga. The conversation with okay. All right, and on that she happy note, so here's to family. Yeah, and family is still learning, you know, about life, and hopefully they. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, because for some folk, it's still a lifestyle. And it's like, no, this is fucking life. It's not yeah. a lifestyle. And I hope that they continue to learn. Yeah. I hope that they continue to learn. And, you know, Google is free. I hope that they go and Google if you have to or talk to people because there are plenty of folk out there who are ready and willing to educate. Yeah, definitely talking to people. Google sometimes can be, you have to just be, you know, have a discerning spirit because mm-hmm. some stuff out there that isn't accurate. But Discretion. Yeah, <laughs> use the true discretion, um, and so I'm not saying I'm dedicating it to them, but I'm just like cheers, you know, to them because I I felt like it all turned out really good. It could have been um, a disaster area. Yeah, it could have been because we've all been in those situations that are truly uncomfortable. Yep, um, because people feel like we want you to come, but leave that other stuff at home. And yeah, it's like. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and people from different walks of life can relate to that. Oh, go ahead and come. But leave all that womanhood. Leave all that stuff. You know how you women are. Leave that at home. You know. Right. People can kind of relate. Leave that blackness. Right. Leave that, that feminist shit at home. Right. Leave that gay shit at home. Like right. all that. Yeah. So have you ever experienced, um, my experiences have been different because outwardly people don't look at me and say, like, oh, she's queer um, because mm-hmm. of my outward appearance and what people perceive, right, mm-hmm. um, to be queer or to be straight or, you know, heteronormative or heterosexual, heterosexual, heteronormative. Heterosexual. I'm going to say homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even in relationships, because I've been with some people who are, like, totally out, and then I've been with some people where I was the one that was, like, I just want to be... Gay mm-hmm. all over you is what they would probably call it. Like, yeah. stop being gay on each other. I just made that shit up. Um, but I would be so affectionate and they'd be like, hey, calm that down. Or, yeah. you know, my parents are here. Um, and it always, it felt real shitty, right? Um, but have you ever been in situations either, not so much work, but like close situations with either exes or um, events where you felt like, I want to say events like family events, but I'm thinking more even like relationships when you have to come in close contact with people's family where you felt like um, the shit is weird. What's and weird? Uncomfortable. Just like the, like being at an event or like feeling, you know, like a family event other than like, I'm not even talking about with me or with, I'm talking about previous. Yeah. But cause you went from talking about closeness, like physical like PDA to do you generally feel so I'm just trying to understand oh, I was what talking the about question PDA is for me oh okay I was because I, I was being silly oh so the question is do I feel has there ever been a time I felt yeah. uncomfortable at like a family before me like either with your own family or with someone else's family that you were with where like either you thought about it before you got there like I don't really want to do this and you went or you didn't think it was going to be that bad, and then you went, and it just felt like 
this is real shitty or like people are being weird or have it had, were you, or was it opposite? Yeah, no, not really because previous relationships, uh, I wasn't, uh, mama didn't want to see me. Hmm. So, uh, so that didn't happen. And then whenever it's been a situation where people see my family, which is refuge, uh-huh. uh, the only time I've been nervous, like when you met mom Miller yeah. is because she's my spiritual mom. You know she what I mean? So, so that's why I'm nervous. Uh, but other than that, no, I've just been in, been in relationships where it's just like, no, the family's just not there. So, so if the family wasn't there, though, are you saying you never came in contact with them? Or yeah. was it just like when uh, you would come around? Yeah. So family events, no. I never did that before you. Um, being around the family, that happened like once or twice. And awkwardness awkwardness because I knew that I wasn't fully accepted Got it. for who I am. So I know that people are being cordial and probably was it like saying, a nice nasty. Like- it wasn't a nice nasty. It's like one of those things where people, they might go after the conversation and say, you know what? Well, she a good person. Hmm. And I just pray that God just continues <laughs> to work on her soul. You know what I mean? So it Jesus. wasn't that they were, they were nasty, but for me as a rule of thumb, and you know this about me, I really don't, care to be around folks mm-hmm. who just don't like me for all of who I am. I mean, I mean, every bit of it, the ugly, the nice, the sideways, the around, and I'm gay. So that's, you know, that's kind <laughs> the of important. Sideways, the around, and, and I'm gay and lesbian or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. was just curious about that because, I mean, I only know so much about like the relationship before me, but you've mm-hmm. had other relationships right. and you have family. Yes. And so for me, um, like my family, I didn't, you've been out like most of your life. I didn't, mm-hmm. although I've been queer all of my life, I did not come out until like, will come out like fully until in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And I am in my 30s. Yeah. And so for me, even though it was hard, it was still like, a, I love y'all and y'all are my family, but I'm grown. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm grown and ain't nobody paying my bills and ain't nobody raising this child, it, it just felt like, you know, it's hard, but I don't owe you anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas sometimes when you're younger, it could feel like I got to, you know, I need this roof over my head or, right. I, you know, I need this food to eat or, you know. What, or Any number of things. It might have been, been the reason why some of the people I was with just felt like that wasn't a mountain they wanted to tackle. Mm. You know what I mean? They still wanted to preserve the relationship with, with their, their family. Kid? Or you mean the person you were with, I'm sorry. Yeah, with their family, and they didn't necessarily want to ruffle any more feathers because it was already clear that they were lesbian. Do you know what I mean? Right. And they, you know, this is when I was younger. So maybe they felt there was more at stake. Uh, I'm not sure. That always makes me think, though, too, I I guess it's different when you're older because we're older and we're talking about marriage. I mean, not just talking. We know we're going to get married. And... Mm -hmm. It, it makes me think about previous relationships, like the relationship, not the two relationships before, but the last one, I, I thought I wanted to marry that person. And knowing that she was kind of like, oh, some of my friends or, you know, my mom, that type of thing, mm-hmm. I kept thinking to myself, well, we can't possibly get married then right. because... Like you're not. It's one thing for you to. It's not good for you to hide us and when us. Yeah. I mean Jasmine and I. But it's like, 
that doesn't feel good. Right. But it's more possible when you're not married, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that going to work when, when yeah. and if we get married? Like, how are you going to, you know, when your friends come over, are we going to put our stuff in separate rooms? Or, yeah. you know, or when your family comes to visit, like, do I not get to come home? Do you yeah. get what I'm no, saying? No, no, I do get what you're saying. So was did you ever think about that when you were in those relationships? Like, mm, That's a good well, question. Is yeah, there a how's ch- this going to... How is this going to work? Or what, will, would we ever get married? Yeah. There was, you know, like, unfortunately, I kind of forget folks in details I once get it. we move on, <laughs> which I don't know. Some I don't know if it's necessarily forgetting. a good trait. I think it's part of just what comes with having um, some trauma in life. You learn how to shut things out when yeah. it's over. But um, I don't, I say that to say that I don't remember before the person, before the person that came before, before you me. ever wanting to marry I don't remember that being a significant thing. But the other person that I thought about marrying, you know, it's crazy when I think about it. Because I was thinking about this when you were talking. I was like, Shamian, did you ever think about what might happen if this actually went all the way through? Mm -hmm. Did you think about how this was all going to work? And to be honest with you, I don't think I did. Yeah. I think I was thinking about pressure. For one, I was under a little bit of pressure. And I I was in love. Pressure from who? It's just pressure. I don't want to get into details because now we're, it's bringing in somebody else. But just pressure to do it. Oh, I didn't mean names. I just meant like, was it pressure no, from it that person or you don't necessarily have to name like anyway. It's just pressure in general. Okay. To to do it, it just felt like oh, friends and you know that's you know what I meant. I didn't know because yeah. I know for for in heteronormative relationships, sometimes when people like their friends are getting married, then they yeah. feel like, no, now I have to get married. Exactly, yeah, or yeah. their friends now are like, when are you going to get, you know what I mean? Right. It becomes this thing. And yeah, it's like, it's, well, it's, some people don't want to get married. Yeah, it's like, different though. Cause some people have done that with us. Like, oh, when are you going to get married? But that's different because we are clear that this is our relationship and right. we, we're not moving any faster than what feels right for us. But it previously, it did feel a little bit like the walls were kind of closing in. Um, I don't feel any pressure with that. No, I don't feel pressure either. But that's what, to answer your question, like that's, you know. I think that's funny because I don't feel any, no matter how many times people say it. Even when my mom said it to me at my brother's wedding, she was like, oh, you guys are next. And I was just kind of like, whatever. But I still didn't feel like pressure. Yeah. It just felt like. Oh, everybody's in, in the wedding spirit. So it's like, we're just going to point out whoever's not married, then that means you next. And I was one of the only people there. You know what I mean? Because you weren't yeah. there at the rehearsal. No. So it was just like me and Jasmine. And she's nine. So it's like, they're obviously not talking to her. But um, I I think because we're, I don't know, when people say it now, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's cute. But we know. Mm-hmm. You know, we know. And I so I don't feel that pressure also because we're already moving in that right. direction. I think for me, it was significant that we actually did the ring shopping together. And Something about that, just that ritual, like that means we have started this mm-hmm. leg of the journey together. Right. Right. So um, something about that reali- rit- ritualistically uh, is significant for me in terms of the fact that, like it highlights the fact that we are on our own page. You yes. know what I mean? Like we're both going into this w- eyes wide open. Um, even though like all the details and everything else, of course, you know, are not revealed, but it's like, it's still, I think, I still think that was significant for me. 
for us to do that together. It was. Yeah. And it's so funny when, because um, you posted about it, and so people were immediately like, Yeah, oh they were God, like, congratulations. congratulations. And we're not and people were confused. Yet. Right. Yeah, they were confused. But I understood why. I understood it's not too. traditional. But then people, some people were kind of like, um, oh my, you guys went together? To the, yeah. Like some people were, like, were really kind of thrown off. Yeah. Right. That whole, that's not what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, who said what we're supposed to do? Yeah. We're like, already like a queer couple. Like we're already breaking somebody's rules. You know what I Exactly. Mean? But even generally speaking, I said that as a joke, but generally speaking, I feel like there's something really freeing about doing tradition a different way. Like, of course I could have done all the stuff that, and to me, to be honest with you, that was a lot of pressure just thinking about it. I was sweating it. And so um, I could have done it that way, but this way was fun too. Do you it know was. what I mean? Like it it's, was. and there's still, you know, an element of surprise in the air. Because I don't that. know which one you're going to choose. Yes. And you don't know when. You don't know anything else, you know? I don't. I hope yeah. I don't just come home one day <laughs> and sweats and baby throw so up on me. And then it. you're like, your whole family's here. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. <laughs> But hopefully Surprise. that won't matter. But I don't think I'd, I don't know. I don't think I'd do that. But hopefully you said that hopefully it matter. would matter. Yeah, because. If you're looking all nice and I come in and I look like shit. <laughs> well, like, I wouldn't, I don't know. And people that are I taking would, pictures. But, and I'm but like, that would be weird if I was dressed all night. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the picture piece. That's not stuff I think about. It's stuff I think about. Yeah. I don't know. My mind is not there. I want to be cute um, in the pictures. Right. But that's too, you know. What you also don't want it staged where it's like, yeah, there's nothing where your Sunday about... finest, <laughs> yeah. But my Sunday finest goes from like ripped jeans to like a nice dress, so I mean, I want to be cute either way, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Even if it was like what we had but, on in our family pictures, I still want to be cute, I don't want to come in, oh my god, looking like, but see, you're making assumptions too about uh, just, just you know. Lean into the mystery, okay? I don't Just, like mysteries. Well, I'm sorry. I don't and know I don't like you. leaning. Well, well, that's true. <laughs> you so. know what? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is true. That's I some bullshit. I can attest to that. Anyway. I just wanted to ask you that question because I just, I thought from, even from my own life, when I think about it, those are things that I didn't think about. And I can look back yeah, on it now, about, yeah. even before that, like when I was dating yeah. men, like long relationships, the situations I was in, I felt like, wait, you're not bringing me around these people who you love and yeah, blah, blah, blah. This yeah. is happening. Right. How is this? We could have ended this relationship a long time ago if I yeah. would have just admitted that there's no way we're going to get married. And yeah. not saying marriage is the end all be all, because as much as I love you, if we never got married... I would be fine because I feel like you are still my soulmate and we're mm-hmm. going to spend the rest of our lives together. But even in that, I, I, we could have ended and I could have moved on to someone who deserves me and I deserve. Yeah. If I could have just admitted, you know, that, oh, this is as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was young and I wasn't thinking about things. There's a lot I didn't think about younger. And I, and I know my parents and the people that cared about me would say that. You know, I'm sure you've got that speech too, where it's like you're young, just think through things. But when you're actually, when you're actually that age, you don't think about it. Like it doesn't yeah. matter people telling you. You have to kind of live through some things to get it. Yeah, that's you true. Um, that is true. I just, I, I, so I think I was wanting to ask you though because I keep thinking about in the one episode when you said everybody was your soulmate. And yes. So oh, like... th- this is true. I didn't want to. <laughs> so that is true. 
everybody was my soulmate, but I never, I don't recall ever getting to the point where I'm like, okay, let's talk about marriage. Oh, it was okay. just like, oh, I found you. We're going to be together forever. But it wasn't like, oh, I found you. We're going to be together forever. What are you going to wear for our wedding? Are you going <laughs> to do our shoes colors? That would be like so that, creepy. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I was, in, I was in a different state of like spiritual mind. Where yeah. Like I've, we have affinity and like our chakras are in line. It was more like that. But I, where I didn't think beyond. I've never heard you I talk think, like that. Yeah, that was a different phase of my life. But I didn't think beyond that to the practical. Like, now what happens when your mom shows up? You know? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? That is the I practical, think, though. Yeah, like, I, I think younger, that's not what I was thinking about. Yeah. Those are things yeah. that the people I've been with have thought about. Mm. And where I was like, I mean, obviously you can see now when mm-hmm. my parents come visit, I'm like, you know, when when my mom stayed the night and I'm like, you can stay. In, oh, yeah, because you in stayed in the room. Technically with me. my room, but yeah. it's like my storage room. It has all of my stuff in it. And I said, you know, I'll be in our room, my yeah. Jimmy's <laughs> room. But I wasn't going to front like, yeah, oh, I'm just right. going to sleep in there tonight because you're here because yeah, we have a couch. Right. Yeah. I slept on the couch. Yeah. But it was more of like, you know what it is. You right. know, my ass ain't sleeping in that room. Yeah. And it was a mess before you got here because <laughs> it's it's all storage. And it's the same thing like when they both come, when my mom and dad both come, no matter mm-hmm. what, it's just kind of like, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. if you don't like it and i'm not just talking about them i'm talking about anyone yeah it's like then you probably shouldn't come over yeah (laughs) because we're not going to be something different and they keep coming so Mm -hmm. you know you know i appreciate that yeah Um, me too you know so that just that's what it made me think of because at one point in my life i would have i would have done the whole you know shimian don't even open the bedroom door or -hmm. if they ask tell them I sleep over there and you sleep, you know, yeah, like, yeah. that's your side of the house. We don't even meet in the middle. We don't even right. eat dinner together. Yeah, you know, right. it would have been yeah. like this big thing because when family gets involved, everything else sometimes when, especially when you're younger, it just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Like everything else is erased. Yeah. It's like, this is my friend. Right. And I think for me, one of the, I think pretty obvious differences at least obvious to you, but may, maybe not to the listeners, is that I've been estranged from my biological family for so long. I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have, it was literally me from, oh God, it's been a long, long time. So there was nobody to be nervous about or nervous for because it was like, I'm just kind of rolling solo here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before I found refuge and all of that. But you were out before any of that. I was, but I wasn't necessarily dating and I certainly wasn't thinking about marriage at that age when I was first out and still living with my parents but know? I mean I think it's different when you're out and young and like your parent knows do you get what oh, I'm saying oh yes like it's okay yeah whereas for me I have been me all of my I life gotcha. most of it in secret or around people I trusted yeah so there's even That's if definitely. you weren't dating anyone it, I still didn't feel the need to like not be yes all of who you were that this is true I think there's a there's so it's a, both and it's yeah. the estrangement piece and it's the fact that I did come out when I was really young and I've always been with women. How old were you? Uh, seventeen. Mm. Seventeen was I seventeen? Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. And did you have did you come out because like you had a girlfriend? Or like no, I came out because circumstances kind of. Uh, 
Oh no, that's I'm thinking about a different day. No, I came out because <laughs> how many times did you come out? <laughs> no, I only came out once, but I was thinking about something completely different. Uh, I came out. You know, I can't remember why. I just remember being being very emotional when I started crying, and my mom was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's nothing." It's, it's really nothing. Like, I was just a mess. And then. I wish people could see your face <laughs> when you did that. And uh, she just like was like, she called me by my nickname, which is not something I'm going to say here. I'll say it. No. I'm just kidding. And, Fine. Um, and she kept saying it and was like, you know, talk to me. What's going Are you okay? Are you? So she started to get really concerned. And I said, I'm gay. Like, it was just like an hard. after school special? Yeah. It was Aww. really, really hard. Um, and she said, Oh, is that all? Like, it was really not a big deal to her. And then, you know, she came out later. Right, to you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the whole coming out thing. And there wasn't much conversation about it after. When you said I came out once, is that not not true for you, but, like, is that true for anyone? Because most people, they don't have, like, a room full of family and friends and, like, I'm just coming out in general. It's, like, usually the most important people. And yeah. then they say that's oh. when they came out. But then it's like, to me, it's like, we got to keep doing it to, to everyone right. else around us that we love. It's like, Oh, so you know that I'm, I'm queer. Or I'm yeah. So day. actually, um, so no, it was never my dad. Uh, and, uh, but his, my dad's wife at the time I did. Uh, and that was the last time I spoke to her. Did she out you or you just decided to come out to her? No, I um, called her and I decided oh, okay. to Because family to has share. a way of like, even when you're not ready Try to, to be push like, you out. Yeah, yeah no. like, oh, so-and-so is gay. Or they'll be like, are you? And it's yeah, like, let folks, give them a chance to yeah, it tell was, you themselves. Yeah, it was our last conversation. So that that lets you know how that yeah, <laughs> that went over yeah. It, so and I was, mean, imagine how many times that happens in life. Yeah, it happens unfortunately to a lot of people, which is one of the reasons why I always say that I want to tell my story mm-hmm. because even though I feel like maybe on my dad's side, that's why everybody pulled away because maybe words spread because it was like night and day, like folks were there and then they were like, we don't know who you are. My mom's side, that was a different set of circumstances. But either way, I've been estranged and I've been having to uh, carve out my own path for many, 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 many moons. And it's one of the stories that I always want uh, want to have a platform to tell because there are so many other people that are like me yep. who don't know how they're going to make it literally from day to day. Don't know how there's going to be a roof over their head. Don't know how they're going to pay rent. Don't know... Uh, how they're going to get a job to be able to support themselves. Like It's crazy because I've been through that. And uh, by for me, by the grace of God, because I don't want to proselytize, right? I don't know, you know where people word. are at. But for me, had it not been for the love of the divine, I know I wouldn't be here. I'm, there's no doubt for me. Yeah. But the point that I'm making is that I want people to know you can make it. Because I'm living proof, which is why I always say I want to tell my story. Because I'm still here. That's how I know. I'm still here. And I think you should. Yeah. I think that and your I'm story I'm mentally healthy. I'm whole. I'm in a different place. You know. You are. Even from when I met you, you're in mm-hmm. a different place. I'm That's in a true. different place. That's true. I feel yeah. like we, a lot of things that, especially when it comes to family, I would not have dealt with had I not met you. 
Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. And part of it, it was never a pushing, but it, I feel like part of it is I found this love that I felt like I'm not willing to let go. And so I, you have to make choices that are going to hurt, but you can either choose to stay where you are. And because trust me, had it not been you, if I met someone else and I wanted to move forward and be serious, it would have been them. Yeah. It would have been someone else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's family is such a tricky situation because you don't know how people are going to react. Yeah. You don't, even if you're grown. And part of my privilege though, was me being an adult. It was hard and some of it was hurtful, but it's like, I didn't have to worry about being kicked out. I didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody taking my car away or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, or somebody trying to hurt my child. Like I'd, I knew that, um, first of all, I know my parents would never hurt Jasmine Mm -hmm. because that's their baby. And I also know that no matter what, how, what their beliefs are, like as far as religion and all that, that they love me. Right. So Um, you didn't have that. Right. Where some people feel like, no, they're going to kill me or they're going to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still a tricky situation, but I feel like that's the privilege I got to walk in. Yes. But I still wasn't sure. I was like... They may never speak to me again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You never know. Yep. Because some, I, we both have seen it where people come out and their family's love becomes conditional. Yes. We've both seen it and I've experienced it. Yes. Yeah. And it becomes extremely, I mean, it becomes conditional like that. Like, yeah. I love you today and I will, ha- I will always be there for you. And now you're out. Get out. I'm oh, done. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. like just cut off, not speaking to you anymore. Yep. And that is so conditional. It's janky, it's shitty, but it's that's it, that always amazes me because it's like the first thing you hear from parents is I would die for my kid or mm-hmm. my love is unconditional. But as soon as, it's like gayness is that unforgivable, that that line, that that that's that line that you just can't ever cross for right. some folk. Yeah, for, for many, yes. And I think it should be that way. You know what I mean? What do you mean? That line that you never cross, like that, that you, because you're talking about people walking away from their kids. Is that what you're saying? I'm Yeah, something. but I was saying, um, I, I think what you're saying is correct on a different side of it. Oh, so what, what I'm were saying, you saying is it's that for the, line for them. For the kids that they shouldn't cross. Yes. So oh, for, for the parent, it's different. like, I love you unconditionally to until you cross un, this until line. Until you cross this line. Yeah. You could kill somebody. You could go to jail. You could do a whole lot of things, and I and will that, still love you, and I will visit you every right. week in the prison. Doesn't matter. But once oh, you yeah. have sex no, I, with the same sex, yeah, there's no and coming back. And that's what keeps a lot of people in the closet. Yes, and absolutely. I'm talking about grown folk. Oh, hell, just like, old people. Yeah. <laughs> I know some old ass folk. Old ass folk that just uh, will never come out because of that. And I think that's um, I understand it. I can't judge anybody else's walk. But I think a part of that is sad, you know, that yeah, people f- have felt like they had to make that decision um, for whatever reason, you know. Um, but I, I think what I also just want to reiterate, especially for people who may not have that support, who don't, whose safety net might get ripped from up under them, that it is still possible to survive and thrive, even if you don't know how. Yeah. I'm just saying from one person who's lived like, so it's not like I'm just the client, but I'm also the 
bold president or whatever they say. I also use the product. It's I'm not only the president. Oh, there we go. I'm also a client. I yes. said that all backwards, you but said I think it folks got. But I think folks got it. Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm telling I'm not talking from the sidelines. I've I've been in the game. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's possible to survive. I just want to keep reiterating that because for folks that are on this side of it who don't have the some of the support that you articulated, it can be so scary mm-hmm. that you almost just take yourself out, which is where I was a mm. few times in my life. You like I there's no way. I don't care what anybody says to me, there's no way I can get through this, so I might as well just end it. Have been there before. This is, so I'm just pushing that I have come from under the grave. I want people to hear that. That means I had buried myself, had a little bed down there, had gotten comfortable, <laughs> had my tunes, because that's what I was used to. It's like I knew that this was not going, there's no way that my life could ever be lived out fully because I had no family support whatsoever. Yeah. But here I am today. And for me, but God. Right. Yeah. So that's that's where I, no matter what support I had, I didn't think I would have that support. Yeah. So when I was like heavy, deep in drugs, it wasn't because it was just oh so fun. And yes, it was recreational and fun. And it became like such a heavy usage because I was like, I can be myself. Mm-hmm. Or I felt like I could be myself. And I could, you know, without judgment. And of course, people were still judging me because I was high as fuck, right? But, <laughs> but it's true though. But I also felt like I felt like I was slowly killing myself. And yeah. which is what drugs do, especially when you use them so much. Um, and sometimes it's faster. Right. It's not just a slow killing. But because number one, I felt like I'm gonna go to hell anyway because I'm not supposed to be mm-hmm. queer. Um, I felt like if this is the way I gotta go, this is the way I'll go. At least I will be numb. Uh, and then yeah. the other thing was, if I'm always high, I will be, I will, I will distance myself from my parents because I never would be around them or talk to them if I was high. Yeah. And I did not want them. It wasn't like, I don't want them to see me high. It was like this highness will keep me away from them because, and I don't want them to see who I really am. Mm-hmm. And the drugs will help hide who I really am. Yeah. Like I can hide you know, my queerness and mm-hmm. my shame and my queerness, yeah. which there should be no shame in it. Yeah. And but I so understand. I was willing to die and put myself in positions like with drugs and with men and all kinds of stuff. I was willing to put myself in positions in order to hide who I was. Mm-hmm. So hearing you talk about how you use like drugs mm-hmm. to hide my mask. Hardcore. My mask was uh, this idea of perfection. Mm. And it still kind of haunts me today, right? So what I mean by that is that no matter where I was or what I do, I always had a, just an extremely high standard for myself. If I go somewhere, I'm going to be poised, I'm going to be quiet, I'm going to be sitting erect or whatever it was, right? At work, I'd always be the absolute best that I can be. I still do that, but it has a different edge now. Like I'm not focused on getting things perfect. Right. And then, oh my God, if it's not, then I crumble. Um, but, I, but I've embraced my humanity now. But then I use that mask, that kind of like, I have an altogether mask to hide how deeply broken that I was. Mm. And, you know, it's unfortunate because I've had people in later on in life, like someone, one of my friends got mad at me and they said, oh yeah, perfect Shemian. Like I hadn't realized that 
some how what am I trying to say? Is that how that had a negative, like me trying to deal with my own stuff gave people a negative kind of impression about who I am and what I was trying to present, right? Because I was never like cocky, but I always like had it together. I always gave that impression, which made people feel like I was a little bit standoffish or or something like that, like, oh, Shamian, you're so good, that kind of thing, right? Um, but it's a mass that I'm so grateful that City of Refuge, and for those that know, that's in Oakland, California, 8400 Enterprise Way. Ooh, ooh. I'm so happy. It should be happy. Yes, presiding bishop. <laughs> Got to give the whole. <laughs> the Fellowship of Affirming Ministry. Okay, so now this is all just going to be about the title for the rest of the time of the United Lake of First Congregational. Anyway, so I'm grateful that that group, uh, those group of people saw through it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd show up to church and I'd be quiet, just like I usually am. It's like, you know, how are you? I'm fine, you know. Um, and then it w- they had a way of saying, oh, really? You're good? And I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> just fine. Didn't I say I was fine? Oh, okay, come give me a hug. No, I don't. I'm good. And then it's like <laughs> you would say that. No, I'm kind of setting up. A, oh, okay. A, so part of this is reality, and part of it is kind of metaphor to, for to kind of explain what I get refuge it. did. So like when I said, oh, you really fine? That's true. That would happen the probing, and then it would be something like a hug, and I would break down, mm. right? And I'm so grateful that refuge is actually able to permeate the mass because that's part of the reason why I'm alive today mm. is because they saw me completely broken. Like nobody's supposed to see me snotty face. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because I felt like it was time to end it. Mm. Like that's how bad it was. It was perfection or it was nothing. Um, and so it was so unhealthy. Isn't it but interesting that's how though? I, that's how I dealt with it. That's why I was, try- I was just trying to say on the heels of you talking about how you masked. That yeah. was my mask. Isn't it interesting though how some people will... Like you just broke down that perfectionism, right? Yeah. And like, and you are still a perfectionist to me to an extent, but I I see it at, at a different. Yeah, it's not a different angle. Yeah, it's I've, n- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I've. Go ahead. Oh, that's that I that title. I don't like the la- one of the last things my therapist and I was so grateful for therapy. One of the things that she said to me is that the wall of perfection is gone. Mm. So now, whenever you think about it, it's not there anymore. You're just seeing like the dust from the last little bit. So I don't claim, I'm just saying I don't claim the title perfectionism or anything close to that. I do try to do my best though. Yeah. And so that's important for me to say to myself. Like I'm not there anymore. I do my best and I make mistakes. Absolutely. And it's okay. I think I, I, what I meant was I, I just see some ways, but I see it in a different way, which what I'm hearing from you is before people were looking at it kind of like, you know, some people, when they say it, it's like a nastiness about it. Like, oh, yeah. you think you're perfect. Right. It's like, because you think you're better. Yeah, you're exactly. Yes, and they don't realize yes. that was an insecurity. Like, that was right. that had that to do with masking. insecurities yeah. that you were dealing with. Right. And hurt and pain. Yes. And sometimes people are like that because of family shit. Mm-hmm. People are perfectionists because they knew, and I'm not saying this was your situation, but like they knew that they were going to get beat if they did mm-hmm. this or did that, or they or knew that their parents like people didn't love them. Right. That was they, part of their the parents for me. wanted things a certain way or like yep. my yep. parents may not love me if I don't do this. Yeah. And so people don't know the root they don't. of stuff. And it's something that I have to keep in mind for myself because sometimes I'm telling you folks, you know, my nerve, like seriously, <laughs> when I see stuff and I'm like, oh, they're just young. But I have to remind myself that was me. Mm-hmm. That was me. And so I can't be like that. I, w- I have to be, the, I have to try 
to be the way people were with me that yeah. loved on me. It's not always easy. I can't lie about that. Um, but I have to remind myself that I've, I've come from some places and I'm yeah. still growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, are. I just wanted to, to no, add I like that. that. This has been a really, really good conversation. Thank you for adding that because sometimes it's, it's, we, we talk a lot about our queerness and our blackness, right? Cause that's who we are. Um, but sometimes yeah. when you talk about like family, shit gets hard it because does. it's like, we're, we're almost 40, right? Like you're just weeks away from 40. I'm a few months away from 40, but literally we're at 40. We're We're knocking on 40's door. Um, And so it's, it's, it's basically, it reminds me that so many things that we deal with and not just us, but people in general, even older people stems from family and childhood, Mm. whether it's trauma we've gone through or drama we've gone through, pain, hurt, good things, yep. great things, accomplishments, um, or the way people treated us in our home. We, a lot of those, or even rituals and traditions mm-hmm. come from how we grew up. Um, even if we didn't have biological family, it's like, however you were used to doing things at a certain point in your life, you take that with you. Yeah. And a lot of times they it affect shapes. us yep. and it shapes who we are yep. as adults. Mm-hmm. And so I say it all the time. Like it's about unlearning. Some of those things are great to take along with you. Yes. And some of I those things are so damaging. Mom, sure. And my dad. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Do, but don't you ever think about that? Like these, those are things I think about and my parents are great. Yeah. I love them, but there are things that, they did when I was growing up that, that I would never do, do yeah. no, with same Jasmine. For me. But I have to check myself and remind myself that, no, I didn't like that. So why would I do that? Mm-hmm. You no, know? I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying about the unlearning. And then there's stuff that's cool that you, uh, you take with you. I guess the bottom line is none of us are perfect, right? And... Um, we all have family shit, good, bad, and different. But we want to keep loving on those who are trying, who are doing, you know, what they should be doing to um, be a part of our lives. And if they don't want to be a part, that's their loss, right? And that sucks. Nobody wants to hear that, but it's the truth. And so, of course, we want to encourage any family member out there who has kicked their kid out or their adult out or, you know, sent them away because they could not handle their quote unquote lifestyle, AKA their life. Cause it's not a lifestyle to, um, do some soul searching. Cause it's not about them. This is now about you and it's your problem that you have because guess what? Who we are is not a problem. I don't know what else to tell you. Walk in love. Also, we want to dedicate this to our dear, dear friend and family, Tony, who passed away of cancer um, just a few days ago. And just, we love you. I'm not even sure what else to say. We just love you. And we'll miss you. So that wraps up, guys. I'll show you and I'm in. Bye.